2: Akari
3: Sellers, welcome to The Daily Show. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here in person. Yeah, in person, right? Yes. There's a lot of people I'm meeting now for the first time, and I go like, I've met you. And it's like, oh no, I met you virtually. You look much more
0: handsome in person than virtually.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you. You're much taller than I thought you were.
0: You could have said handsome.
3: Well, I mean, I don't want to give the compliment back to you. Okay. Fair enough. You know what I mean? It, it yeah. feels, then it feels like I'm recycling, no, so I was no. trying to think of another thing I noticed about you <laughs> that wasn't looks-related.
0: Um, <laughs> welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. Uh,
3: you, you, you've, you've lived a really interesting life, you know, because there was a moment in your career where people genuinely thought you were going to be one of the next new faces of the Democratic Party in this country. Yeah. You know, you, you served for, I think it was eight years... Yes. In, ...in the state legislature, and... Uh, people were just like, oh, this guy's going all the way. We, we see what he's doing. You know, he's from a civil rights family. He, yeah. he, he's really in tune with what's happening. And then you were like, no, nope, I'm
0: done with this. <laughs> what, what happened? I don't know if it was I'm done with it, but I think that having an opportunity right now to be a father and be a husband, I've realized are my two most important jobs. And mm-hmm. then um, being able to, to utilize my platform to lift people up and write books now. This is my second book. It's my second opportunity to be on the New York Times bestsellers list. Um, there's just so much that I can do. And when that opportunity presents itself, um, you know, when Jim Clyburn retires, maybe. Will I get back in that political scrum? Maybe. But, I mean, Trevor, would you want to go to Congress and serve and have less seniority than Marjorie Taylor Greene or uh, Matt Gates or <laughs> Madison Cawthorne? Like, this is not an appetizing thing when you think about the American political system we have today. So I think I may get back out there. But right now, I just want to take care of my kids and my wife.
3: Let's talk about the book, Who Are Your People?, A wonderful title that could be um, interpreted the wrong way, you know, because in America, at least, it's very uncomfortable when people say, like, where are you from? Who are your people? Because people
0: have used it as, you know, as, you know. Down South is a colloquialism that when you meet people for the first time, Mm -hmm. like when I met my my, uh, daughter's boyfriend, she's 16. Uh You're like, who are your people? Because you get to know, you want to know where their family is from. Um, where they, what type of stock they come from. right, right And so right. Who Are Your People is is just trying to get people to understand where you come from. And I wrote this book because I wanted, personally, I was sick and tired of my twins having to see purple people or blue people on TV. <laughs> I wanted them to be able to see people that look like them, like the movie Encanto, for right, example. Right. And, and, and in this book, they're able to see them and their people and have a sense of pride. And I think when young black and brown kids read it, they'll get a sense of pride. When white kids read it, they'll get a sense of empathy. And to your point, earlier in the conversation, we live in a country where we have an empathy deficit, where people no longer care about the struggles and plight of others. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is some utopia that I'm living in or, or youthful naivete, but I firmly believe there's more that brings us together than divides us, but we have to embrace those differences. In the book,
3: you, you know, when they said, okay, Bukhari's coming on with a book. I was like, okay, great. I, I love his previous I had book. I
0: pictures for yeah. you. Yeah.
3: And then they were like, there's pictures now. I was like, oh, it's a kid's book. <laughs> and then I, and then I started reading through it. And then I was like, wow, it's a kid's book. But I mean, there's parts of the book where, you know, black people are sitting at like the, the lunch counter and they're just getting shouted at and the signs that say no Negroes, etc cetera. And I was like, wow, this is one hell of a <laughs> children's book. And then I started thinking, I was like, two things. One, I was like, you know, some people might be like, oh, man, is this what you want to teach kids? And the other people might go, oh, you know, this book's going to get banned in a bunch of places <laughs> soon, right?
0: Well, that image that you're talking about is, is one of my two favorite images. It's, it's actually a real image from February 1st, 1960 uh, at the Woolworths lunch counter where students from North Carolina anti-state universities kicked off the, the, the sit-in movement. And I wanted to have that history and that those lessons in the book. And maybe if you're an adult reading it, it refreshes your memory. You can teach more about it. But, yeah, I mean, people are they are banning M- uh, Michelle Obama's books in Texas right wow. now. I mean, you know, people are talking about this book, a picture book, being critical race theory. It's absolutely not critical race theory, but it's getting caught up in all of this, this utter Anti-intellectual BS is the best way that I can phrase it, mm-hmm. because what's wrong with kids learning about who they are? What's wrong with kids learning about where other kids came from and being proud of that? I, I don't see anything wrong. And, it, and hopefully it teaches a new generation to dream.
3: It feels like it comes out at a, at a perfect time as well, not just because of what's happening in the conversation around books, but because of Black History Month, yeah. you know? Black History Month is, is, is one of the most interesting times to observe, especially when you come from outside of America. You know, because where I'm from, it's always Black History Month. You know? <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to come there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you're welcome. You're welcome. Every um, day is Black History Month. No, really. To be, needs to be your, your slogan. You need to work on that
3: market. It, it really is an interesting, <laughs> uh, interesting thing to, to, to understand. As somebody who has worked with some of the most devastated families in this yeah. country, as they've dealt with um, civil rights abuses, as they've dealt with hate crimes, yeah. you know, what do you think black history no, I, should be about?
0: I think we need to understand when Carter G. Woodson founded Negro History Week and chose February, uh, he did it because of the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, two of his heroes at the time. And that's how we ended up in, black, in February mm-hmm. for Black History Negro History Week and Black History Month. For me, it's about the richness of a culture, the perseverance and overcoming. You're talking about slavery and oppression. 400 years, Jim Crow... Uh, My father literally went to segregated schools. My mother was a part of her desegregating class in high school. This isn't generations ago. We're talking about pain, but we're also talking about the triumph of overcoming. And so there's a lot to be proud of. But if people don't recognize that pain, then they can never understand the struggle of what it is to be black in America.
3: There there, there seems to be um, a paradox for some people in understanding the... um, The duality of being black. You know, like some people think black people can only exist in a state of pain and suffering. You know, those people are just, oh, I'm so sorry that you're black. (laughs) it must be so hard all the time. And then there are some people who exist almost in a state of being like, oh, get over it, nothing happened. And I always try and explain to people, I go,
0: like, no, it's about understanding all of it. The whole the whole person. Right. And, and like, you know, the, I think the most perverse phrase we have in politics right now, and I hate when people teach young people to be colorblind, I don't want you to be colorblind. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I want you to be able to see the richness of my culture, right, everything right. I bring. I want you to see the fact that, yes, I've cried tears when Trayvon Martin was killed mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. or when George Floyd was murdered. But I've also uh, recognized that we have a great history of overcoming in this country. I, and, a lot of people disagree with, me, disagree with me on this premise, but I fundamentally don't think there's anything irredeemable about this country. Mm-hmm. I fundamentally believe we have to reimagine what she looks like to be in more inclusive America that includes all of us. But what's interesting is how many times
3: black people fought for their progress in the country because of the rules that it had written for
0: not them. You know what I mean? It's an interesting paradox. It's a bounce check. And I think King said it best. I mean, it's a, it, someone wrote down a promise to give people this. Right. And then it bounced. They knew it was <laughs> insufficient funds. And so here we are. We're trying, to, we're trying to reclaim what you promised us in that check. And so what you're
3: saying is you're hopeful, you believe that there's a chance that America could be able to pay
0: the amount on that check. I believe so. I believe America right now is an unfulfilled, broken promise to so many people, whether or not you're Muslim, immigrants, gay, black, a woman in this country, it's a, it is a bounced check and an unfulfilled promise. However, I still have faith in tomorrow. Wow, look at that. I can run for office with that.
3: You should, man. I still have faith in tomorrow. Bakari Sellers, I still have faith in tomorrow. <laughs> South Africa, every day is black history. Man. You know what I'm talking about? I love look it. Look at this. We're running campaigns right here, man. Marketing. You let me know when you're going back into politics and I will be right behind you, not following you, but just cheering you on. Just cheering me on from a Thank you so much for joining Thank me you, on the show. Glad to be here. Appreciate you. Who are your people is available wherever books are sold
0: The Daily Show with Trevor Noah Ears Edition. Subscribe to the Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount Plus
1: Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now.
2: Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just 49 dollars Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.